0: This is the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan, Japanese endurance racing covered by an American. Welcome back to the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan with your host, Griffin Wittenberg. This week we are covering tires. What are my predictions and who's going to win the quote-unquote tire war that I'm going to come up with to make it a little bit fun this year. So I'm going to do, let's say, a tire war. Of course, you have the four manufacturers uh, that want to be better than the other to attract customers to make more money. But I, I want to have some fun with this. I don't have the rules just yet, but I'm going to come up with a point system that will affect each tire manufacturer. Let's say a car finishes, example, first in GT500 for the last race. They score, for example, let's say 10 points. That will give 10 points to the manufacturer. And of course, it is going to help out manufacturers that have more customers in their uh, base of teams. So it's going to help them, of course... But we are going to combine GT500 and GT300. I'm not sure how I'm going to do the point system yet. But of course, due to the fact that some manufacturers have so many more teams under their belt. It's not going to be all based on the points that I come up with. Some of it is going to be bonus points which is going to be, let's say teams say they love or hate the tire brand they are using. That's going to help or hinder a team's tire war fight. If they get more praise, they get bonus points. Like I said, I don't know the system yet. I'll come up with it this week. And of course, it is very subjective on my part, but I'm going to try and stay as unbiased as possible, even though I have some predictions for who's going to win the tire war. Uh, That's the point system is not going to favor a specific team that i predict will win because guess what at the end of the day nobody really cares if let's say yokohama wins the tire war this is completely just to have some fun over the course of the season to go with my predictions so let's start with it let's see um so we've had new wet weather tires from most manufacturers i think Um, Two of the four, Yokohama and uh, Bridgestone, have new wet weather tires, while Michelin and Dunlop really hasn't changed anything. So it does seem like, though, that Yokohama is kind of on the decline in general. They said that with teams, they said the tire was very bad in heavy rain Um, but still strong in damp weather. So the new tire uh, features a minimalistic tread pattern, and it takes inspiration from the Michelin tires, um, who ended up dominating the only wet-rather race in 2022 at Sugo. It features three relatively shallow longitudinal grooves complemented by a series of short lateral grooves on both shoulders. So let's say you look at your road car. Let's say you're running Michelins. I'm saying running Michelins like you're competing with your car. Anyway, you get the point. But if you look at it, it kind of looks like what the new Yokohama tires kind of look like but your road tire has more grooves since you're not a professional racing driver trying to cut tents down while you go to work in the morning. But it sort of looks like that, but with less grooves. Um, So Yokohama has two customer teams in GT500. They have so many more in GT300 along with Dunlop. So they have the racing project Bandoa, which runs the Toyota GR Supra, and the Kondo Racing Nissan. They both performed really well in the Fuji afternoon session, which was damp weather, so it really fit the tires. But later on, um, the pouring rain did not help the tires at all. But with the first session, um, Sena Sakakuchi was actually second fastest in the Bando Toyota Behind the Michelin NDDP Nissan. While Daikai Sazaki put the Kondo car, which runs Yokohamas, in fourth. But, as I said, the Yokohama tires plummeted down the leaderboard on the second day. Uh, in the heavier rain, which turned out to be completely unsuitable. Um, they were complaining that the tires could not warm up. They had no grip because they couldn't be warmed up. And Yuji Kunimoto said that there's a chance that most tires that run the Yokohamas are going to be at the bottom of the field in both GT500 and GT300. And the times kind of match up with that. But Yokohama is kind of screwed since they can't change the design this year. They only allow you to homologate one design of wet weather tire for the whole year, With no intermediate option permitted. So you only have one kind of tire. So it's like in other series where you have intermediates and full wets. It seems the teams are saying it feels like we're running intermediates on a full wet track. Which as you know is not very good. Kunimoto believes that a Super GT race wouldn't take place in torrential conditions. Like they saw at Fuji. With these new tires. He said quote. Maybe there would be a red flag. Um, I think we can be very strong. On a damp but drying track. End quote. But Yokohama. Said that they took risks. To help out. Damp weather. Since you do end up. With more damp races. Than full wets. They said they were conscious of the fact that. Full wets. Could end up not being very good if we get a full wet weather race. But they were looking to go with damp. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Yokohamas. And of course, what the weather is going to be like. Because mid-season, we end up with quite a lot more rain since it is the summer seasons. On to Bridgestone, it seems like they have actually closed the gap on Michelin's on the new wet tire. And Michelin may not enjoy the dominance they used to on those wet weather tires. Michelin has always had really good wet weather tires. As I said, they dominated the Suko round last year. And believes that they can continue to do well in the rain. But Bridgestone is out here with a new tire that is looking really good. So Bridgestone, which supplies just the two Nismo-run Nissans in the 15-car GT500 field, uh, they revealed the new specification for this season designed to maximize performance in mixed conditions. So it seems like with severe conditions, the new Bridgestone tires look to be the strongest, Um, notably on the second day of testing at Fuji with a lot of those Bridgestone runners towards the top of the field. So the new tire is a bit interesting. So it has two lines right down the middle, a circle around the tire with slanted grooves on the outside aiming in with really tiny diagonal grooves, which are almost straight, probably at a 23 degree angle. For wet weather tires in uh, motorsports, It looks quite detailed with a lot of grooves, but as you would notice in preseason testing, the tire was good in severe conditions. It's going to be interesting to see with damp, but they still looked quite solid, but Michelin does still look pretty good. So on to Michelin, speaking of them, and they are on the decline, I feel. They are not as dominant as they used to with the wet weather tires, but They have a pretty underwhelming dry tire. So with the new wet weather tires from Yokohama and Bridgestone. So Yokohama is really good in the damp. They're going to beat out Michelin in the damp. I feel as what I've noticed, they look really solid. And Bridgestone, if they end up being even better than they were in preseason testing, they could beat them in severe conditions. So Michelin would be all around the better tire. But due to the fact that their dry tires are not really good, uh, they don't look that good this season. Michelin only actually has three cars under their belt, and that's in total. Some teams may run more in GT300, some may run more in GT500, but Michelin fails to have cars in both. They only have two cars in GT500 with the number 17 Kraft Sports Motul car. And the number 23 Motu Alltech. And in GT300, they only have the number 7 Studi BMW. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do. And they could end up losing those teams. They need to prove that they are still top notch in the wet. We do see a lot of damp races. And if they can prove to be the better tire, they can keep them around. I fail to see how they will attract new teams due to their lacking dry tire. And if the Yokohama in the damp and the Bridgestone in full wets are better than the Michelins, all three of those teams could leave and we could see Michelin out of the sport. And this isn't, I think, a long shot prediction or anything. I think michelin could end up actually leaving the series with only three cars under their belt they really need to just prove that they're still good but thing is they made no improvements to both their tires on to dunlop dunlop has kind of stayed the same they're solid all around i mean they're cheap they're solid dry and wet and they stay in the mid pack in gt500 Um, And are kind of all over the place in GT300. But that's mainly because they have almost half the grid. Along with Yokohama. So Dunlop are the cheaper tires. And GT300 teams have less money. That's why they enter GT300. You spend less money on the car. You don't need as many facilities as GT500. So they have less money for tires dunlop's kind of been the tire to go to and they're not really around in gt500 but they're still solid i think they'll stay in the mid pack and they're not really going to get any worse but bridgestone is going to stay on top and looks to continue to be the best dry tire out there bridgestone actually fills more than half the gt500 grid and much less of a presence in GT300, because they are the more expensive manufacturer. So Bridgestone, I think, will quote-unquote win the tire war this season in GT500. Yokohama and Dunlop will have a close fight for the quote-unquote title in GT300, but Dunlop, I think, will come out on top. This will depend on the rules, but as I said, I'm going to try and be as unbiased as possible in this, you can say, literal tire war. Let's move on to our first bit of news that we're going to have on this podcast, and now it's BOP has been announced. Anybody who doesn't know what BOP is, it is Balance of Performance. Um, hindrances to certain cars that are performing better to keep the fuel closer together but not get rid of their gap. In GT500 for all cars there will be a fuel flow restrictor which is applied to 95 kilograms per hour and the refueling system refueling hose restrictor which is an inner diameter of 25 millimeters. In GT300, which is most of the balance of performance, the FIA GT300 cars in the GT3 class is determined by partnership between GTA and the SRO, which, if you didn't know, is the organizer of Intercontinental GT Challenge, GT World Challenge, etc., Based on this the conditions of GT300 will be determined in the GT300 class where various models participate. This is the BOP for FIA GT3. Vehicle minimum weight for the Super R BRZ is 1200 kilograms. The Lexus will be 1250 kilograms. The Supra will be 1250, and same with the GR86. With the air restrictor, the Subaru will have no air restrictor. Lexus Toyotas will have a 29.67 millimeter times 2 air restrictor on every single one of those cars, and the added BOP weight will be 65 kilograms for the Subaru. 70 for the Lexus and both 40 kilograms for both the models of Toyotas. For the GT300 mother chassis, there is only one car, which will be the Toyota 86MC, which is minimum vehicle weight limit of 1100. Air restrictor, 40 millimeters times one with a 28.29 millimeter times two, With a balance of performance weight of 75 kilograms. The rest of FIA GT3, which are outside of Japanese manufacturers, uh, the Honda NSX GT3 will, will have a minimum vehicle weight of 1260 with a 55 kilogram balance of performance weight and no air restrictor. The Audi R8 LMS. Will have a 1260 kilogram minimum vehicle weight with 35 kilograms of added weight. The air restrictor will have 36 millimeters times 2. The BMW M4 GT3 at 1265 kilograms with an added weight of 30 kilograms and no air restrictor. The Lamborghini Huracan GT3 will have 1,230 kg of minimum weight with 80 added for BOP with an air restrictor of 39 mm times 2. The Mercedes-AMG GT3 will have 1,285 kg, 35 kg of added weight and a 34.5 mm air restrictor. The Nissan GT-R Nismo. GT3 will have a 1,285 kilogram minimum vehicle weight limit with 35 added for BOP and no air restrictor. Now on to qualifying groups for the first round next week in GT300. GT500 does not have specific groups. This applies to Q1. Group A has the number 56 Condo Racing with the 61 R&D Sport. With that you have the number 11 Gainer, 18 of Team Upgrade, both the J-Lock cars, number 96 k tunes Racing, number 6 Team Lamont, number 5 Team Mock, number 20 Shade Racing, number 50 NST Iwata Racing with Arnage, the number 31 APR, the 48 Neil Z racing and the 27 yugi Bo racing group two will have the number 10 gainer car the number 52 green brave car the number four good smile racing the number 65 k2 r&d leon racing the number seven bmw's team studi muta racing Injing jing with number two the number 60 lm corsa number 30 APR, number 9 Pacific Racing Team, number 360 Tomai Sports, the number 25 Hobby Team, the number 244 Max Racing, and the 22 RQ Motorsports Car. As you know, the qualifying format goes Q1, then Q2. Top 14 go into Q2 for GT300. We have some pre-race penalties for one car in this field. So let's take a look over that. So the number 10 gainer car with Hironobu Yatsuda. So in the eighth round of 2022, four penalty points were awarded, bringing the total of points to four or more. So the official practice session of the next race, one hour in the second half, was banned those are the pre-weekend penalties that is the only one for this upcoming week at okoyama so that is the end of the nippon taikyu cosmopolitan japanese endurance racing covered by me so we have the first round of the super gt season next week Before we start that race rundown, I will cover the rules based off of my fun little tire war. With that, we will do a race rundown, my own thoughts and opinions. And then at the end, we will do a predictions update based off of all my predictions I have made so far. I'm looking forward to this season. It looks really good. Um, I'm looking forward to covering it throughout this season. So I hope you guys stick around and hope this podcast grows with an improve of quality over the next few weeks. I may be getting some new microphone covers to prevent blunders and noises that I don't want. And maybe in the future, I may be able to get a sound editor on board. Let's see how it goes and let's hope it grows. So this is the Nippon Taiku Cosmopolitan. See you all next week.